0: Father, again, we give you praise and that we as a people of God in all walks of life from various aspects of life in different places and different locations can gather together and give you praise. It's very different. You're not surprised by any of this, and we're just delighted that we can come together and give you praise. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, be glorified in all that we do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, we are obviously coming to you in a very different format. In 115 year history of CAC we've naturally not had to do this we've had to close our doors a couple of times based on storms or power failures but never in light of this kind of a situation but here we are we're joining with hundreds of other churches all around the country obviously in our denomination hundreds of them shut down this weekend a lot of it has to do with sheer numbers the number that our governor used is 250 that gather together more than that They need to consider closing in a lot of other states, it's 100 or less. And so in light of that, we had to make a fluid decision and a lot of churches were trying to make that decision all day long on Friday, all day long on Saturday. I am apologizing to you publicly for those of you who got a phone tree earlier saying we're having church and those of you who later last night got a phone tree call that we are not having church. We are recording this, it's live on Facebook right now, so we're delighted that you can join us together. It will be available on Facebook and YouTube all day long. So if you are willing to, invite a neighbor, invite a friend, maybe somebody that doesn't normally go to church but knows who you are, invite them over to say, hey, I'm going to watch the service again this afternoon or today after lunch, and we'd love for you to join us together in that. It will create an opportunity for you as a, as a community, as people who gather to share some conversations about faith and confidence in God in the middle of the uncertainty and storms of life. And as a family, in a very unique way, you'll have the opportunity to gather together with your children, with your loved ones, and be able to talk about what we're sharing here this morning and some other things that take place. Out of respect for our governor, out of respect for our national and state leadership, we had a decision to make as to whether or not we were going to have our service this morning. And because we are exceeding that threshold and have no ability to clean the building between two services we made a decision to join with a lot of other of our community who are doing this and we want to show that respect scriptures tell us that we need to respect those in authority over us and we as a church want to demonstrate that as well and when our governor suggests that buildings and churches over 250 shut down we need to do that as well and as only god could have orchestrated we have a president who is calling the church all around the country to pray and to come against this virus and to do, as Bob said this morning, to pray for those that are still working at it and in it as to all the decisions that need to be made. For this coming week, starting today, all the way through the rest of the week, all of the ministries here at CAC that normally gather in this building are suspended for this week. Please make sure you listen to Phone Tree. When it comes to your house, pick up the phone this time and listen to it. It will give you clear instructions. Our Facebook page will tell you that. Our website will have all kinds of information on it. We'll also give you some ministry opportunities for your children as well. And we'll post those on our website so that you can join together as a family. So please keep that in mind and take advantage of all of those opportunities. These kinds of events remind us that we're not in control. We think we are. We plan. We do things and then all of a sudden some unsuspectable undetectable unseen bug comes along and it reminds us again of how fragile and uncertain life is it's also a great reminder of our need for god our savior in the middle of all the uncertainties of life none of this obviously was a surprise to him every head of state every community every governor every mayor Our nation, as Bob prayed earlier, is gathering in emergency management meetings. Never once in the middle of all of that was there an emergency management meeting of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit weren't trying to figure out what to do. Nothing has been or ever is out of their control. You and I lived in a diseased and broken world, and we obviously recognize that God is on the throne. So without hesitation, our response has to be one of trust and hope. The president of our denomination yesterday spoke to this very thing and said, as believers, we engage when others flee. Sometimes we exercise caution, and we always want to seek God for the wisdom to know the difference. As followers of Jesus Christ, in every conversation, we want to reflect the God of hope, the God of calm, the God of grace. Frightening moments in a world have a way of bringing us to our knees, which is a great place to be may we do the same as a church that has done that all down through the ages and churches all over the world especially in southeast asia who every single sunday meet in homes and meet in locations that cannot be in a large setting sometimes when no one else knows but they're really wanting to gather together to glorify god may we as well be on our knees and on our knees also as servants modeling jesus who ministered in uncertain times On the very night Jesus was betrayed, on the very weekend when his whole world was about to change so dramatically, on a personal and physical basis, he said, peace I give you. I don't give you what the world gives. I give you my peace. That'd be a declaration all the way through the book of John when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He's not just saying I am as in Jesus. He is saying the great I am, the God of Scripture from beginning to end. I am there. I am with you in every circumstance. Don't let your heart be troubled, he said. Believe in God, believe also in me. There are a lot of things that are taking place. The media cannot stop talking about it. Stock markets are going all over the world. Ripple effects are being felt all over the place. But those of us who invite Jesus into life, invite him into a place of peace a life that is full a life where we trust him because we no longer fear death because of his power we live by faith we love and we serve we don't use the bible as a club we don't use scripture as a way to make people feel guilty if they are afraid we use it as an opportunity to give them life hundreds of people will talk about All of these things, this is another sign. Is it another sign of the end of times? And what's going to take place next? There is certainly all of those things. The scripture very clearly reminds us that we who have our faith in God will trust in him knowing that he is in charge of life and death. And we constantly, continually, every day of our life, in every circumstance, in every unknown, want to continue to seek his face about a month ago we were talking about this next series and what it was going to look like one of the things we talked about is the now what what do we do next once we commit our faith in christ once we share with those around us that we did a month and a half ago what do we do next and that's where we are about a month ago i knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that god wanted to lead me in a section of scripture in second peter as you hear me share as you hear what i'm about to say Keep that in mind. This was all put together before the storms in Nashville and certainly before all of this became such a national phenomenon as to where we are today. So I begin by asking you a simple but obvious question and one that has an extremely obvious answer. If you were a caretaker of a forest or if you were one who owned a forest, what kind of tree would you rather have? One like this that is strong and solid and has deep roots, or one like that, that is blown over with its roots exposed? It's obvious, right? If I were to ask you what kind of tree you would want to be, the answer, again, is obvious, the one with the strongest and the deepest roots that could withstand all of the storms of life. If there's one thing we can learn about life, and specifically even about the weather, With all of its unpredictability, we also are completely aware that it often comes in ways we don't expect, in places we don't expect, often at times we don't expect. You and I both know that in our life, it is not if a storm will come, it's not if an uncertainty will come, it is when. How hard will it blow and will I survive? If we're honest, if we're really honest, we'd rather avoid them. But wouldn't you rather know that you can survive them? And not only survive, but thrive as a follower of Christ in the middle of all the uncertainties of life and be that one that people come to to say, I need what you have found. I need your strength. I need your peace in the middle of everybody else so uncertain and so afraid. I need what you have found in jesus and you and i have the opportunity to demonstrate that difficulty and storms come simply in some ways as a part of life scripture in matthew chapter 5 said it rains on the just and the unjust none of us escape them suffering and difficulty and uncertainty comes to everyone at one point or the other some small some very large some people feel like it's constantly others feel like they have been so good so long for such a strong period of time that all of a sudden this one caught them off guard for others it seems to be a part of their life where they go from one difficulty to the next it's a part of all of our lives we as followers of christ are never ever told that we're going to be spared from the difficulties of life just because we become believers as a matter of fact the one thing you'll see in scripture that sometimes because of our faith it will get worse we have been blessed in this country we are overwhelmingly blessed in this nation but many people around the world because of their faith in christ have had suffering beyond imagination and one of the things that constantly remind us when we come to these kinds of situations is that others have faced it and we want to pray for them we want to remain strong but we also want to support them and pray for them as i said earlier There are church groups all over China, all over Asia, all over Southeast Asia, and many other places of the world who, because of their faith in Christ, have to hide it, have to be in community places and small events and small gatherings. But what's fascinating in the middle of all of that, when they reflect the love and the grace of God in the midst of all of the uncertainties they face, people are more and more and more attracted to their faith the church of jesus christ is exploding in difficult places around the world literally exploding exponentially in difficult places around the world and a lot of it has to do with the fact that in the middle of all of that uncertainty they see people who stand solid and strong in the middle of life and death they see people as solid and strong we're never going to be spared we're never promised that we would be spared But we are always promised that we have a God who will stand with us no matter what. If we're honest, sometimes we need to recognize and do recognize that many times difficulties come as a way to strengthen our faith. The best way to strengthen a muscle is to put pressure on it, put resistance on it. You and I are not going to ever grow any stronger by sitting on the couch eating chips. It takes work. We also need to remember that we who come to faith in Christ are facing an enemy who's out to destroy us. 1 Peter chapter 5, be very sober-minded and alert. You need to recognize that your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm. Again, based on that picture, stand firm in your faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Difficulty, storms, uncertainty, they're going to come. Pain is going to come. It's a part of life. Sometimes by God's permission in order to deepen or strengthen our faith or deepen and strengthen our roots, sometimes as an attack from the enemy, that God is certainly aware of and never surprised by it. Whenever they come, well, you want to be ready for them. Peter, who writes the first and second book, begins the second book with some incredible insights, some great promises, some very clear guidelines, and some warning as well. Again, I sensed all of this and sent this specific, specific passage of Scripture about a month ago when I knew that we would be in a series called Now What? What are the Next Steps? All before a lot of the storms, especially in Nashville, came about, and certainly this continuous situation. Let me read to you from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. We obviously will not get through them all today. Next Sunday, we may be in the same context here, in live on Facebook, and not able to meet here as well. We'll give you information about that throughout the week. But look clearly at this section of Scripture, and then keep in mind where we are as a nation and the issues that we're facing. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and our Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, overflowing through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life, through our knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you might participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So for that very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. Now, if you possess these qualities with increasing measure, which means it will continue to grow, that will keep you from being ineffective, unproductive, in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins, as Dave read about a moment ago from the Beloved. So therefore, in light of everything I've just said, in light of all the uncertainties of life, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every single effort to make your college calling an election sure for if you do these things you will never fall you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our lord jesus christ peter reminds us of who we are in god clearly reminds us of who we are in god and what god has done and then he speaks to us about our personal responsibility in that process now to fully understand that you need to understand a larger section of scripture Because it can get confusing if you only look at that particular piece. You and I both know it's grace that we've been saved through faith. Not of ourselves, it's a gift from God. Not of works so that no one can boast. We are saved, rescued from eternal death by an offer of God's amazing grace. Not by anything we have done, it is a gift from God. You and I can't earn it, we don't deserve it. We deserve death for all of sin, Scripture tells us. And come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus our Lord. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus our Lord. God devised the plan, paid the price, offered it freely, provided all the resources to live the life he's called us to in the midst of all of the uncertainties of life who promised to be with us every step of the way, never leave us, never forsake us, even through the walk of the valley of the shadow of death. I will always be there. And in the end of all of that, promise of heaven God has given us everything we need salvation forgiveness power his spirit his promises the Bible is full of the promises of God did you know that God promises and I have verses for all of these I won't give them all to you they can certainly be online this week God promises to hear our prayers preserve the church in the midst of persecution reward us from being faithful never withdraw his presence receive and help those who come to him, send his son Jesus back to earth someday, to never leave us comfortless, never forsake us, never allow our sufferings and heartaches to become unbearable, never give up on us when we make mistakes, give us qualities and abilities to accomplish his will, provide for all of our physical and spiritual needs, give wisdom and guidance to those who seek it, forgive our sins when we confess them, and someday put an end to evil and death. And those are just some of the promises of God. Just some of the things that God provides that is available to all of us. No one standing behind the door, somehow missed out on it when God gave the promises of Scripture. They're available to all of us. We have a part to play in all of that as well. To make every effort Scripture tells us Which puts a responsibility on you and I. If I want to be all that God has made available to me, then I've got to want to go after it. I've got to want to grow. I need to want to grow. God has done His part. Now I need to be willing to do my part. To recognize and acknowledge my sin. To receive His gift. To partner with God in developing my faith every day of my journey with Him until I see Him face to face. Which is what Peter tells us in this section of Scripture incredible part of this journey is that jesus provides all the resources everything necessary as we partner with him to make it happen it's what makes christianity so wonderfully different from every other religion in the world other religions try to earn it some try to reach it trump tried to figure it out on our own when he said here his divine power has given us everything we need for this life that god has called us to Our vision statement that is on our wall out there that's in our bulletin every week states all of this. Our desire isn't just to see people come to faith in Christ. We're thrilled when that happens. Our desire is to see change, to see transformation, not just to sit and absorb, but be continually growing in wisdom and intentional as we connect with one another using what we've learned to make a difference. During these next few weeks, We'll have unprecedented opportunities to do things we may have never thought of before. Did you know that crisis is an opportunity to be creative in ways that you would have never thought of otherwise? You and I have the opportunity in the next couple of weeks to know that there are neighbors around us, people who are not able possibly to get out, maybe someone who cannot get to the grocery store but doesn't want to be out just because of other preconceived conditions to go out and about. We have the opportunity or can take the advantage of Calling them up and seeing how they are, checking in on them, saying, I'll go to the grocery store for you. Be intentional when relationships are not just within the context of the church, they're outside the walls of the church. The church isn't a building, it's the people of God. And so you have the opportunity to call them up, to check on them, to say, Can I go get some groceries for you? I don't even need to come into your house, I'll put them on the porch. We'll take care of what the finances are later but it's an opportunity for you and I to be creative in ways we would have never thought of otherwise. Your children are going to be home for the next couple of weeks at least. Get together as a family and have devotions as a family. We're always talking about how rushed and high-paced our life is and our circumstances are and all the activities that our children will be involved in in school and in other contexts. They won't have any of that for the next couple of weeks. Spend some time in creative activities as a family. Wouldn't it be incredible at the end of all of this to have our children come to us and say, you know what, that was wonderful. Once a week, we ought to do that as a family. We would have never thought of that. Otherwise, maybe you do it on a regular basis, but certainly in these next couple of weeks, you have more and more opportunities to do that. Have your children sit down together and put together a number of cards and send them to every nursing home who now are not going to get a lot of visitors maybe there's somebody specifically you know who doesn't get visitors on a regular basis i do this for a living so i am aware of all of the people in some of those places who never really get a visit and it's an opportunity for you as a family to send them some cards to be able to show that you care show that you love you see peter talks so much about who we are in christ what jesus offers the necessity to grow in faith and then the intentionality that comes with that for every reason and for all of this reason make every effort to keep doing this paul says the same thing in ephesians and romans and (laughs) corinthians i beg you in light of all that god has done I, i i i in light of everything god has done live a life worthy of your calling maybe you knew this maybe you didn't but almost all of scripture is written in extremely difficult times Almost every book in the New Testament is written to people who are living through an enormous amount of uncertainty. Peter is writing to people 30, 35 years after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to heaven. The church had grown pretty large in the very outcome of the church in those first few days, and they liked that. They liked being together as a family of God. They liked congregating together as a family of God. When Jesus clearly had told them, take this gospel message to the end of the earth everywhere you go take it to your neighbor take it to your friends take it to the end of the earth but they like staying together they like being collectively together in jerusalem and to all of a sudden in acts chapter 8 verse 1 persecution took off and people were being persecuted for their faith and they began to spread it out it's called the diaspora where they began to take the gospel everywhere they went paul wrote a lot of his books from prison having no idea whether he'd live or die, having no idea whether he'd ever see the next day, having no idea that he's writing truth that's going to be preserved for the next 2,000 years and that he would be writing to people in difficult times. When Peter writes these two books in 1 and 2 Peter, he's writing to people who are very clearly aware that the days in which they're living are extremely uncertain. So he constantly points back to what God has done what god has provided what god has offered and then he said i'm asking you to make every effort to take advantage of all that god has done and allow it to be your strong tower allow your roots to go so deep in the midst of all of the uncertainties of all the storms of life and all of the difficulty and all the uncertainty that we face even in the future and allow your roots to go so deep in him that people will come and want to know what have you found aren't you afraid aren't you worried don't you wonder what's going to happen and you can be aware of all of that and recognize and acknowledge all of that but you can say you know what in the middle of all of my journey of life god has continued through all of the uncertainty to deepen and strengthen my roots can i share with you what i have found in him Over the next couple of weeks, whatever medium we choose to use or able to use, we will certainly be blessed by this. I'm fascinated that, honestly, 10, 12 years ago, we could have never done what we're doing here this morning to be able to offer to our people. And we may end up doing this next Sunday. So watch our website. Clearly listen to Phone Tree. We'll put it on every medium we possibly can uh, to allow you to know what's going to take place next Sunday and beyond. Obviously, as I said, all activities for this coming week are going to be canceled in light of the just sheer numbers and the concern and being good servants of what our government is asking us to do so we continue to ask you to do that you have small groups that meet in your home that's awesome this is a perfect week to do that it's okay to meet in your home it's okay to be gathered together in your home maybe again if you've not heard the message you get the opportunity to do that and share it together i want to pray with you and for you and ask that God will continue to walk with us in this journey. Father, we thank you for your grace and your love, for the power of your word, for all the resources you've given us to live the life you've called us to, for the opportunities that many times are unprecedented, to use those as ways to share love and grace and goodness to the people around us who are concerned about the future and concerned about life. So may we as a church not bound by a building, but the people of God. Be the church and minister love and grace and mercy and tenderness and calm and peace in the middle of all of that. Thank you again for this medium that gives us the opportunity to communicate to our CAC family and many, many beyond that to share your love and grace. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.